how does it do that? But I'll, I'll usually have Skype and Audacity split screen. Right. But as soon as I start recording, like a separate window pops up. That's just your face. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it because then I, I got like big Justin, and then little Justin. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> you got some Burger King. Yeah, I don't know why I really wanted a. I wanted a Whopper. Did you get a Whopper? I did. Oh, nice. <laughs> I got the Impossi Whoppy though. Oh yeah, is it was it good? It's good. Huh. I mean, yeah. You can like tell it's an impossible, uh, like it's impossible meat, but like just barely. <laughs> like if if someone told if someone didn't tell me what it was and gave it to me, I'd think it tasted weird, but I wouldn't be like, "This is garbage." You would think maybe it's just like, oh, you got an old patty. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the the White Castle Impossible sliders taste exactly the same as the regular sliders. Really, I would think that, like. They would get that wrong if anybody would get it wrong. It is it is so similar that I wouldn't be surprised if at some point there's a news story where they say uh, White Castle has been secretly selling regular ass <laughs> beef patties as impossible sliders for years. No way, dude. That. It couldn't be worth the risk. You know how much they'd have to pay out? And, and you know, you know the people who are going to a fast food restaurant to get impossible meat. You know those are the people that have the audacity to sue. <laughs> yeah, like me. I'm going to sue you, you son of a bitch! You made a bad decision at every turn. <laughs> First, you were hungry. And you decided to go for fast food. Yeah, we ought to do it. But it's a bad choice. <laughs> and that out of all the places. Now, I, I love White Castle. But the food is trash. But it's good trash. You yeah. Know, like, meaning it's really, really bad for you. Yeah, my thing is with White Castle is... White, White Castle... And we had this conversation. White Castle has the worst fries. I, I disagree. Like those fries are straight up like not they're it's like somebody just put them in the deep fryer and gave them to you and weren't like oh like nobody in the process of these fries was like let's put some seasoning on them or flavor them <laughs> in any sort of sense. I tell you what, wait, wait a minute, are you recording? I'm recording right now. Oh okay. Did you like just start or have you been? I've been. It's like oh. four minutes in. Oh, okay. Then so we could just <laughs> roll into the episode. Yeah, sure, if you want. <laughs> yeah. We'll do the intro in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just abruptly cue the music. <laughs> but, damn, I damn, well, I just had something. I had a thought. I forget. I had said that they don't season their fries in, in the entire oh, process. Right. I'll tell it. you what. I'm usually the guy that's on the side of the more seasoning, the better. But if there's a French fry that doesn't need it, it's the White Castle French fry. Man, you are straight you, up you get all, 
you get all the seasoning you need from the grease that probably hasn't been changed in a couple months. It's all the seasoning you need. All the sodium, anything. It's right there. <laughs> I just don't know, man. <laughs> to me, it's just a plain-ass fry, and I don't like it. I will die on the White Castle French fry. Hill. I'll tell you what, though. I'll die on that hill. I'll tell you what. You know who I do think has good French fries? And they are extremely underrated. If you say what I think you're going to say... Go ahead. It's Del Taco. I didn't think you were going to go there. I, The few times I've had Del Taco, they were good. Those fries are, those fries are good. Fries are good. with Mexican food, with fake American Mexican food, shouldn't work. But it's fake American Mexican food, and we like fr- French fries. So, Actually, sorry, American fries. Freedom fries. <laughs> You know, out here, okay, so, you know, one of, the, one of the things that was weird when we moved out here was the Mexican food out here is, like, it's authentic. Yeah. So, like, the first time we ordered tacos, uh, they were just, like, street tacos off the food truck, which are, like, the best tacos you could probably get. They were, you know, authentic. It was just, you know, whatever uh, protein. I got steak, she got chicken, but it's just that cilantro onion and you get some lime juice and then you know you can get some sauces but that's it yeah and and since i've had that i no longer want anything to do with like out here they call it tex-mex but out there it's kind of like what you would find in a mexican restaurant you know stuff with all the toppings cheese tomatoes all of that like supreme nachos all of that kind of stuff out here they call it tex-mex but yeah, I I no longer, man. Nah. <laughs> I do not desire this. I do not desire. <laughs> <laughs> my my palate is elevated <laughs> with tacos. <laughs> I am a higher being. <laughs> you are beneath me, peasant. <laughs> with with your shredded cheese and your shredded lettuce <laughs> and your diced tomatoes. <laughs> I was sad to see that um that Wong's burned down. Wong's? Yeah, the Chinese restaurant. More like Wrong's. No, oh, man, that place was good. I never had it before. So <laughs> really? What place was this? Wong's? So this was a it was a Chinese restaurant in uh Lincoln Park. Maybe I have had it. Let's look at pictures. I think most of our audience are probably your friends, so I'm sure they know. <laughs> It looks familiar, but also, like, every American Chinese restaurant <laughs> looks almost, like, exactly the same. So it's, like... Fair. It's, like, right next door to that pawn shop. There's a pawn shop that was right next door for years. I think I know what you're talking about, but I need to I need to look into it more. Yeah, that place burned down, man. Yeah, it said temporarily closed, so... <laughs> do you remember Sylvia's Pizza? I do remember that. Dude, I was, like actually heartbroken when i heard that that they were closing because like that was one thing that when i moved out here i was like i can't wait to go and visit and then i can get some sylvia's pizza it was like my favorite food going up actually funny you should mention that i walked by some place in wyandotte i think it was so it was called frank's 
I know what you're talking about. I'm familiar. So I walked by it, and without looking at the sign, I was walking past it and said, oh, yeah, look, it's Sylvia's. And then I looked up at the sign and was like, oh, wait, this is Frank's. What am I talking about? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, apparently it left an, it left a mark on me. Sylvia left a mark on me. I have a girlfriend, Sylvia. (laughs) Get your lips off of me. (laughs) Do you ever watch old, like, like old Hollywood films where it's, you know, black and white films with like James Cagney and stuff where like they're, (laughs) their treatment and talking to of women is so absurd it's like women will just women will be kind of like freaking out about something and then these dudes will just straight up smack these women and like hey wait you calm down you little hussy and i'm just like whoa dude and they're like shaking them like listen here doll face Hey, holy smokes, dude. (laughs) What are you doing to that lady? (laughs) Oh, man. So, uh, we're in a kerfuffle. We're in a kerfuffle. Uh, Do do we just cue the intro now? (laughs) No! (laughs) Hello! <laughs> and welcome to Nerds Collide. All right, it's gonna happen right about now. I said now, damn it. Oh. Hello, and welcome to Nerds Collide, a podcast about all things geeky and possibly dorky. He is Justin. Hey. And I'm Travis. And together, just a couple of nerds. Just a couple of nerds. I was giggling to the intro (laughs) (laughs) because I found myself forgetting it. Like trying to make it up on the fly. Honestly, like I just thought you were laughing at what we previously were talking about. It was so. a mixture of both. So fifty fifty. Yeah. So for you guys, the listeners, it'll be like I'll find a way to make it a nice smooth transition, but it it was a little bit of a rough transition for us. We're trying new things around here. Yeah, we just started talking, and then we we're like, wait. We recording this? Oh yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, so uh, what you been up to, yeah. man? Nothing. I've seen nothing really. I've seen the Mario Brothers movie twice now. That's all anyone wants to talk about nowadays. 
Apparently, it's the best movie ever. I wouldn't say that at all. <laughs> but I've heard nothing maybe, but glowing remarks. Maybe once you watch it, we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't watched it, but I'm I'm gonna give it my best shot this weekend. <laughs> oh, brother! This guy stinks. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'd rather stay home and watch another WrestleMania. <laughs> so I recently found just the YouTube clip of that scene from SpongeBob where the guy says, oh, brother, this guy stinks. It's like five <laughs> seconds long. <laughs> I just keep watching it over and over because I think it's so the delivery of the line is so funny. And the whole time I've been watching it, I just am like. I just keep thinking, I cannot wait to use this <laughs> against Travis <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> and in real life, I want I want someone to do something and then just <laughs> be standing like to the side or behind him <laughs> and like watching them fuck up and just say, "Oh, brother, this guy stinks." <laughs> So anyway, I watched I watched the Mario Brothers movie twice. Um, Same theater so, twice? Or did you go for a different no, experience? No, different theaters. Nice. Um, I went and seen it in 3D the second time because I was curious of how the 3D was, and it's not very good. So if you are going to go see it, Travis or the listeners, assuming you haven't seen it, do not go in 3D. It was... <laughs> The worst part about seeing it in 3D was there was a Pixar trailer, like a trailer for an upcoming Pixar movie, before the Super Mario Brothers movie. And the 3D was astounding. It was incredible. So I was thinking, this Mario Brothers movie is going to look great in 3D, and it did not look great in 3D. That Pixar trailer, though, I was like... Ooh, this look good. It's a it's a just a three D movie. Just a three D. The movie oh. looked okay. Okay. <laughs> I have uh, a what's, I, what's the movie called? Um, Elemental. Oh, okay. I think I've seen like a graphic or something for that online somewhere. It looks fine, but it's just like at this point, I think. Pixar is a studio that needs to shake things up. It's like every... It just seems as though every plot is very similar. You could cut and paste characters from any of the Pixar movies over the last, like, ten years into other movies, and it wouldn't change anything. That's fair. But Turning Red is tough, though. Turning Red Turning Red is, is very good. Turning Red is... A, a definite bright spot in in the recent Pixar uh recent uh what am I trying to say here? Um in the recent releases of Pixar, but yeah, like Onward I actually Onward was okay, but you could still probably take any other characters, like a pair of characters from a different film mm -hmm. and put them in and it would hardly change anything. I mean, people would be confused as to why little mermaid fish people 
That that's what I was getting ready to ask. Is that the one with the with the? I was gonna say sea monsters. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Luca. Oh, that might yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Is that that one's not Pixar? Is it? Yeah, it is. Oh, is it? Oh. Pixar. I'm Pixar is the master of the 3D animated movie. So I think it's just that they've set the bar so high for themselves that everything else, <laughs> including their own work, has a very uh, uh, tough road. Tough road to hoe, you know? You think and, they uh, peaked too early? Yeah, but they were so consistent for a long time that, you know, I can't fault them for putting out good movies and also continually putting out good movies. I mean, but now, there now was, it's come there, to a point where it's, there were some bad years. You know, those car, yeah, the cars, that, the cars era wasn't very great. Yeah. If you want to know our full thoughts of this, we do have an episode about the Pixar, about a uh, Disney Pixar, where we talk about our favorite and least favorite. We should, we should revisit that because since then, become a lot more familiar with with the lay of the land. <laughs> you know, I've been watching a lot <laughs> watching a lot of them. With the lay of the land. My daughter loves them. I have no excuse. I just watch these because I'm a child and uh, I'm a child myself. Oh, that's why I love I'm a you. kid. <laughs> I'm a kid. Um I do you have know a, what I, I do have a funny uh, 3D a movie theater experience. Oh yeah, story. what's that? It actually involves you, and I never told you this. It involves me. <laughs> yeah, so it was. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't Rise of Skywalker. That oh, it was Last Jedi. The right? Last Jedi. Yeah, so we had made plans to go see that together when it premiered, and uh, so the deal was, I gave you the money for the ticket. And you got the tickets. I think you ended up getting the tickets ahead of time, and then I paid you the day of. Whatever. But the plan was what, you were going to get the tickets, right? So I, I don't I don't remember any of this, so okay. I have no idea where this is going. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so then you spent the money on hookers. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> so I remember a few days later, he was like, you, you, we might have been at work or something, but. You told me like, hey, I got the tickets. Like, okay, cool. You're like, yeah, I went all out and I got the 3D Cinemax. Like, like, oh, (laughs) I had never seen a movie in 3D before. (laughs) Oh wow, I didn't. (laughs) And I was like, this was at, this was like me, like peak Star Wars fandom, like. I would sit there and argue the Phantom Menace with somebody on why it's a great <laughs> film. That's like I was in the trenches of the Star Wars fandom, like listening to Star Wars podcasts on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was nervous. <laughs> I was like, man, I hope this 3D doesn't ruin this experience. <laughs> Cause it was the first time seeing a Star Wars movie in a theater with a friend. And it was my first time seeing one on release night. <laughs> but it, it turned out great. 
The three D in the Disney yeah. movies is pretty good. The three D was it was I would say it was moderate. It wasn't like I don't remember there being a lot in the movie because like a lot of the problem with three D movies is like they throw stuff in there that's like this is obvious. Like this is the three D effect is supposed to happen now. Like oh I spilled the drink and now the drink like this there was nothing like that. Yeah, if I remember correctly, the only instance of that is mostly when spaceships are flying by. Yeah. So, that's hilarious. I didn't know. Well, you might have told me, but I don't remember. No, I didn't tell you. I kept it a secret until now. You're like, <laughs> that's especially funny because I'm, <laughs> I just come up to you. I went all out on this, brother. We're going to have a great time. <laughs> And you're just, you're just thinking, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be great. <laughs> but it did, it, it did turn out to be a great time. I still have those, uh, those tin, uh, popcorn tins. Yep, I, I have tin my popcorn my tins. One. I have my one. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. You only got the one. I only got I, the the one that's uh that's red. It's like. The only, you got the only good one. <laughs> like, it's the one. It's the one on the the planet where they have like the final battle. I think. Yeah, that's the good one. The other two, I used to have them on display for a long time, and I always used to look at the other two like, eh, you know, I could do without you, but I I couldn't. I have like, so, I have like self uh, diagnosed OCD. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't just like put one up and put the other two away. Like if, if I'm gonna display it, I gotta display them all. But I think I'm well past my um, Star Wars. Like I want to have Star Wars decor in my home. <laughs> I think I'm well past that. Well, you know, maybe one day you'll have. Star, you'll you'll get the fever, the fandom fever again. Well, if I ever do, I still have a a, a full tote of Star Wars knickknacks in storage. <laughs> Time to get these out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, my my Star Wars fandom was uh was kind of obliterated in uh two thousand one or sorry nineteen ninety nine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> And then it it made its resurgence in uh, what year was that? Two thousand. So last Jedi was. It, I have no idea when that was. You know what? Two thousand sixteen. Have the power to, of Google in our hands. I have the entire internet in my hands. Two thousand seventeen. So then. Uh, Force Awakens was 2015. So there was a slight resurgence in 2015. It wasn't it wasn't nearly as bad as when I was a kid, but I I still was into it. Um and then 2017 Actually, I'll say 2018 was the end of it because I was just like I am so tired of hearing about this fucking movie and I'm so tired of hearing people complain about it and I'm so tired of reading Mark Hamill's tweets where he's like, yeah, I told him it sucked, but then I did it anyway. I'm just like, shut up. Yeah, that that stuff was unfortunate, but I think, yeah, 
I was still, I was still, I was still like in love with it. <laughs> I don't think it was until Solo came out, because Solo came out right after the Last Jedi, right? It was like the last. I think so. Uh, the Last Jedi was in December, and I want to say Solo was like in March or April. It was like right after. <laughs> it's funny to say, but like. I was such a Star Wars fan that The Last Jedi, just, I was so conflicted with it. Like, it took a toll on me physically <laughs> and mentally. Like, I wasn't prepared for so long. Like, I didn't care about it. But uh, I did end up going to see it in theaters, and then I think I fell asleep, though. I fell asleep. But it was good, though. It was solo was good. Do you think there's a case to be made for Rogue One being the best Star Wars movie ever? Ever? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's maybe in the four or five spot, but I don't think. I think there's a few that are just ahead of it. We'll have to get into this one day because I, I think an argument can be made there. I don't know if my list would ever have it there, but I, there's an argument there. There's an argument. I think it's top three. I'll fucking argue it, I swear to God. You know what really kind of turned me off of Star Wars? Like, was kind of like the nail in the coffin, so to speak, was with, you know, the um, introduction of Disney Plus, like all these Star Wars series started coming out and I remember even with like the cartoons like I remember like being so much of a like (laughs) Star Wars fandom had such a hold on me that like I would feel guilty that I had not watched um the Clone Wars series or uh, Rebels was out at the time, and I think the Resistance was another one that came right after that. Like I literally felt guilty that I didn't find those enjoyable enough to watch, and I felt like I was missing out on so much story and lore, and it just. And then after that, Disney Plus comes out, and they're like we're gonna release all these series now, and it's like, ah, I yeah. do not have the time or patience or desire to go any further into this rabbit hole. That's that's a big problem with all these movies and big-time blockbusters today is everything wants to expand a universe out. I think you could say the same thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I agree with that. Here's how bad we've been conditioned to this. So the Mario movie came out... And I saw multiple tweets and like memes where people were posting art that they had made themselves of the Nintendo cinematic universe. And I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. This <laughs> this doesn't need to be that. No. <laughs> they really can keep doesn't. making these movies and keep them separate. Like, you don't need to have these dumb Easter eggs where it's like you're you're watching a Mario movie and you see the Hylian shield in the back. Like, just get that shit out of here. Yeah. <laughs> if they were ever, if they ever were to make like a Super Smash Brothers movie, I one I don't know how they would do it, and two, do people really want that? Like, 
I think you do could. Do people want that? Yeah, I think you, you could make a you could you could do it. You could do it. But but would it be worth it? Because you'd have to establish everyone's <laughs> you'd have to basically go the Marvel route of introducing all these characters and then have them in one movie for some plot and and even like the plot of Super Smash Brothers is is nothing. <laughs> it's like I mean it it is just a fighting game. So who cares? So with okay, so with the Super Mario movie, is the plot for that just like the typical Mario game, like Princess Peach is kidnapped and Mario has to save her? Actually, it's very close to the plot of the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s, which is essentially just the origin of the Mario Brothers. Two brothers from Brooklyn get warped into a pipe to the Mushroom Kingdom, and then they have to save the princess. Except this kind of... This movie isn't necessarily... It's about saving the princess, but it's more so about saving the Mushroom Kingdom as a whole and also just two brothers you know, trying to reconnect because they get separated. Um, Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> oh. They get separated towards the beginning of the movie. And so like the whole movie is kind of them trying to work back towards each other. But yeah, it's more so about just saving everything that, you know, they love the mushroom kingdom, princess Peach, Luigi, nice. everyone. So, it's cool. Um, it's not. It's not the greatest animated movie ever made. It's still made by Illumination, so like, it's good, but it's not great. It probably is the best Illumination movie ever made, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the the casting of Chris Pat Pratt was a problem? Now that you've seen the film in its entirety, or do you think it was it, it worked? It was it was not a problem. I don't know if it necessarily worked, but it was once the movie started rolling, I had no I didn't even really have a problem with it when they announced it anyway. Um What is it about Chris Pratt that people don't like nowadays? I don't know. He'll just kinda say things that are sort of off the wall. Like I don't know. I, I think it's mostly because he he does bring religion into a lot of aspects of his life, which I mean, I guess like if that's a big part of your life, then you're going to bring it up a lot. Sure. But I don't necessarily have a problem with him. I liked him a lot in parks and rec. And then he's good in, uh, the guardians of the galaxy movies, but it is sort of weird to think that Chris Pratt is this, mega Hollywood superstar and he just if you think about his his origin as the fat guy from <laughs> from Parks and Rec then it's sort of odd but yeah I don't necessarily have a problem with him I think the religion thing is a little weird because it comes up at weird times but um, yeah I think that's mostly everyone's beef with him I think I'm not going to speak on behalf of everybody, but that's that's what I've <laughs> gathered from 
uh, my limited research on the subject, which <laughs> by limited, <laughs> I mean like I see someone say they don't like Chris Pratt and read like two sentences of why, and I go, okay, I don't care. <laughs> cool story. I just think I have better things to do <laughs> than read than read about why you don't like Chris Pratt. So do you think you'll see it a third time or are you kind of you satisfied for now and and you wait for the for the Blu-ray? I'll probably see it a third time cuz I want to see it with my nieces and nice nephew, but I will say that it does a really great job of having Nintendo Easter eggs and sort of capturing the spirit of Mario Brothers, like turning what the game does well into mm. uh, and adapting that to film. The worst parts about it are just the American sense of humor in animated movies where it'll be like a pop song that's supposed to represent something like a, there's like at one point there's an ACDC song in the movie and I just am, I'm not here to fucking listen to ACDC and watch Mario. Like get the shit out of here. <laughs> get that shit out of here. It's so goddamn annoying. And it happens like four <laughs> times in the movie where they just play a pop song and like it's supposed to like uh capture what's you know happening on screen but it just sounds so f- it just looks and sounds <laughs> so wonky also that's like bottom barrel humor where they try to right 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 <sighs> fuck acdc <laughs> well, you heard it here first i said it and hurts collide fuck <laughs> acdc <laughs> fuck them ACDC, more like F-U-C-K, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So how many stars are you giving this thing? Hmm. Yeah, let me give it a rating. Um, Is Yoshi in it? Yes. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Yoshi is by far and away the best character, I mean... In Mario Brothers? In Mario Kart. Oh. Or, um, or Mario Party. I'm a fan of Waluigi myself, but the Wah Man? Wah! <laughs> Dude, Waluigi rules. I wish he had his own game. That'd be so good. Uh, Let's see. I'm trying to give it a unique rating, like I usually do. I'm going to say... uh. I give it four golden coins out of six. Actually, no. Wait. Let me look up something. Out of six? So I'm trying to make a reference to another Mario thing, but I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I had it right. I'm going to give it a four four golden coins out of six. Okay, explain it, please. Is, <laughs> which is a reference <laughs> to Super Mario Land 2 for the Game Boy. Uh, it's titled Super Mario Land 2 Six Golden Coins and you have to retrieve the six coins from the six lands or whatever um, but yeah they use a lot of there's like a whole scene and there's multiple scenes where golden coins come into play in 
funny ways, but oh, another thing that's bad about that movie is uh, there's a Jack Black's like original song in it, which I'm sure you've heard because it went viral, I guess. Uh, it's called Peaches, and uh, there's like I mean, an eighty percent chance I may have not heard it. I mean, it's it's like funny the first time, but then it's it's not like great. So I don't understand why it went viral. It overstays its welcome. <laughs> it's fine. It's whatever. It's funny like the first time. I just don't understand why it went viral because it's not that good. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, bud. Weather permitting, uh, I'll go to the drive-in this weekend. Drive-in, yeah, woo! Speaking of the drive-in, did I tell you I did go a second time? You went a second time? Yeah. To the drive-in. So you've seen Creed 3 and what else? Uh, we went and seen Scream 6. Oh, okay. Yeah. How was that? Uh, that was okay. I hear a lot of like very, I hear a lot of very good feedback about it. So this is like, this is the opposite. We're having the opposite. Uh, <laughs> we're having the opposite. Uh, what am I trying to say here? Um, I'm in the minority. I don't I, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Go ahead. I'm I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember who the killer ended up being. Oh, I do. Um, we're having the opposite experience. My experience with Mario Brothers seeing it, mm-hmm. and your experience hearing like the very positive feedback, and then Scream Six. You've actually seen it, and my experience is hearing the very positive feedback. Oh. Yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a bad slasher. I think it's fun. Uh I like the New York setting. I think they do enough with it. But they don't like overdo it. Okay. Ghostface Ghostface's kills have never really been unique. It's just I'm gonna stab you a bunch of times. Or I'm gonna cut you and you know, I'm gonna chase you. We're gonna fall. It's gonna be a good time. But there's nothing really unique about it and the same is true here. It just seems a little bit more violent in this movie. Okay. Uh, there's that, you know, the one obvious one is from the trailer with, you know, in in the store with the shotgun. Um, Yeah, I'm I finding it hard to remember who the killer ended up being. Well, don't spoil it. I still haven't screamed. I still haven't seen Scream 5 Scream either. 5 is very good. I gotta Google this now. Who was... Now, who was the killer? Don't blur it out. I remember it being underwhelming. I know that. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, um, that was crappy. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a crap. You know what? Okay. The, now that I'm talking about it, it's all kind of like rushing, yeah, rushing back, back to my my brain. Okay, this movie was very, very good. Until the last 15 minutes, and it just fucking took a nosedive into hell. Damn. And never came back up for air. <laughs> that sucks. It, yeah, it it was very good. If they would have stuck the landing with this one, I would have thought it was maybe in contention for the second or third best in the franchise. Really, it's a debate of whether it's better than uh, two or not. I remember not liking two. Three, I like one. Three is legit terrible. 
okay, three is it's got its moments that aren't that great, but it's not a bad movie. I wonder if this is a case where because Scream one and two are fine, three isn't that great. Four, I remember being very good, and five is apparently good, and then six is the weak, the weak one of the set of three. I guess I agree that four is critically underrated. Four is very good. Yeah, I like four a lot. I I think one and two are damn near perfect. One is very good, but sometimes if it catches me on a wrong day, I don't have very nice feelings <laughs> catches, about it. It catches you in a bad mood. <laughs> Because I think sometimes it comes Justin's off a little... having a bad day. What the fuck is this? Scream 2? <laughs> so I think Scream 1 uh, can sometimes be a little pretentious with its uh, breaking a fourth wall and, like, sort of meta, like... They try to oh, get this too is... meta, and it doesn't always is... work. Yeah. And so, like... Most of the time, I think it's fine because it's whatever. It's a fun time. But sometimes <laughs> I will go in, like, come out of it thinking that it it's not very good. But I think most of the time, I think it's good. So, Yes. Two does a good job with the fake out, though. Because the whole time you think the killer is this one person, and then turns out it's not. They do a real good job of that throughout the the whole movie. Yeah. And that's just that's just uh subverting the expectations because you've already seen the first one. Also, doesn't Jada Pinkett Smith die right in the beginning of 2? Yeah. Yeah, I always thought that was so weird because she's like one of the biggest stars in the movie. I well, guess you could say the same thing about the first one yeah, with Drew Barrymore. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, that's true. Scream 6, if you haven't seen it, go and you also haven't seen Scream 5, and you also haven't seen 4, <laughs> or 3, or 2, or 1. You should start at 1. I would say across <laughs> the board, if you stack it against its contemporaries, probably the most consistently good slasher franchise. I think I've said that in the past. I don't know if I've yeah. said it here or not. I mean, you look at other like big-name slasher franchises... There's some questionable entries. In yeah, we went through a lot of them yeah. in our, in our <laughs> Halloween Five weeks out. Dude, I can't wait to redo it this year. Yeah. I can't in wait. Our four, we got to start playing. Four, in our four weeks of Halloween video. <laughs> no, no, we're doing five weeks again. <laughs> There's only four. <laughs> we start in September. Dude, I, oh. dude, my house is already decorated in September anyway. <laughs> this is me trying to invade, like... Your life. <laughs> it is sunny and 40 degrees in Michigan, so it feels like autumn, and I love it. I'm jealous. It's not raining it is or anything. 80 degrees and muggy, and it's usually not muggy here. Yeah. But there's been rain on the forecast for like three days now, and it has not come. <laughs> but you just get like that muggy weather with it. It sucks because the other day I had to stay over until 11.30 in the morning. I had to work 12s that day. And when the sun came up, I was like, man, it's a nice day out. You know what? When I get off, I'm not going to go to bed. I'm going to take my daughter to the park. 
I'm leaving work. I get in the car and I look at the forecast and it's like 60% of chance of rain the rest of the day. <laughs> like, fuck that. I don't want to like, I don't want to take her out and get caught in the rain. And then it, it still hasn't rained. Can I just take my daughter to the park? <laughs> why, God, why? <laughs> Have you ever had, like, any of, like, the, I guess we could call them bits that we do on the podcast, like, invade your personal life? Um... Well, have you? I need an example. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll give you an example. I got I got two like very distinct examples. So the first one, um, what is it? Oh, so the first one is at no at my job. I always got a walkie talkie on me because that's like how everyone communicates through the plant. <laughs> Every time I hear someone get on the radio and say. Hey, this machine is down, or or this is broken. I'm in my head. I'm always like, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> <laughs> like, every time something goes wrong, and, and stuff goes wrong a lot, and it's my job to respond to those calls. <laughs> they're like, yeah, this is broken. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> oh fuck yeah! And the other one is the other day. I've been listening to a lot of R and B lately. So, um, I was listening to this playlist. Uh, one of the songs I have on there is a Neo song, and it's called Don't Love Me. So, I'm listening to the song, and I get, like, towards the end, and, like, I just had, like, an epiphany. <laughs> so, this whole song, he's, the song is, like, he's telling this woman, like, y- you shouldn't love me. I'm not going to be right for you. You should leave. I'm just going to break your heart. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, this whole song is just him telling her to go and get. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, so I guess with those examples, I did have an experience where I was talking with someone at work about the Halloween movies. And uh, this was after our episode. So I was kind of just relaying what I had said on that episode and I, I think I mentioned that, like, I took notes, and the guy was like, you took notes? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of didn't say anything, just, like, <laughs> looked at me weird. And I didn't I didn't feel the need to, uh, <laughs> to expand upon why, because he didn't ask. So I just was like, yeah. I just said, yeah. Actually, Travis, hold on one second. I gotta plug my computer in. All right. <laughs> gotta plug. Plug it in, plug it in. Is American Idol still a thing? It is. What's all the hype uh, with the masked singer? I have no idea. Makes no sense to me. Like, is it... Is it just random celebrities? Or, like... Does each episode have a pool of celebrities that they can choose from? That, like, okay, it's one of these people? You're asking the wrong guy. Was that a flip phone? Yeah, check it out. Can you see it? 
Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. When I seen you just, like, sit up straight and just flip that motherfucker, I was like... <laughs> dude, what that fucking took... year is this? <laughs> dude, that took me fucking back, man. Hell yeah, I miss that shit. Dude, that crisp snap you would get when you hung up on somebody. That... Orgasmic. That is, yeah, that is very satisfying. I think... I go through periods where... I think <laughs> I think a lot about going back to a flip phone and then I oh, think about too. how think about how little information like I just think about how little information I would know about the world and I kind of makes, you makes me stay it makes me stay with a smartphone cuz I do like to keep up to date on things and Ooh, you know what we should do we should challenge each other for a week to each get flip phones, okay? We just get, like, minute phones, right? Because, I mean, I'm not going to be using them to talk that much. Probably just be texting most of the time. So we get these flip phones, right? Right. And we just, we live old school, man. Get, we could really take it way old school and get pagers, but... That that's unrealistic today. Yeah, that is very unrealistic. <laughs> and then you got to find somebody and get their phone, and no, it's a, yeah, it's a whole ordeal. There's no pay phones around. <laughs> okay, so we get these flip phones, right? Right. And so the only way we can stay connected to the world and know what's going on is to get a newspaper every day. <laughs> You can sit on it. You can say, <laughs> I don't. I don't know, Travis. Let me sit. It doesn't have Let to me... be a full week. My, you know what my biggest problem with this plan is, is I would have to get a separate cell phone, and I've thought about how I've had the same number for over ten years now, and the thought of getting a new number <laughs> is. It's so daunting and terrible sounding to me, like having to go up to my friends and family and say, hey, I have a new phone number. <laughs> Here it is. It's just something I don't want to do. Okay. I'm, you know, I'm still, I still like this idea, though, of us, like, challenging each other to live some type of, like, older nostalgic way, like, to I don't know. Something like that. We'll have to expand on it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll let this incubate. Put it on your butt and sit on it, Travis. I will do no such thing. <laughs> Put it under your butt. <laughs> I will sadly probably forget all about it in three days. <laughs> um, Mental exhaustion. So you've been watching a lot of wrestle WrestleManias, huh? Yeah, so I'm still feeling that void from The Last of Us. Nothing is really like grasping my attention and holding on for me to like sink into. Oh God, that's what has been going on with me. I have not been playing any video games and I assume that it was, it probably is also partially this. I assume that it was because I was subconsciously saving myself for when 
Tears of the Kingdom comes out. But I think it's also because the Last of Us series ended. And I just don't know what to do with myself until <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. That's a real thing, though. Like, when you experience um, a TV show or a movie, like, something like that, that it can move you like that. It, it, it's just so good that now that we don't have it anymore, it's just like, uh I've tried, me and my fiance recently tried to to rekindle our relationship with the House of the Dragon. Yeah. And it's okay. Like, I, I think, you know, with time, we'll be able to make our way through the season. <laughs> it's hard to watch them through the week. We pretty much, if we're going to watch TV together, it has to be on the week, every other weekend when I'm off. But Right. It's okay, but it's like, nothing's the last of us. And I guess at some point, we'll get over it because... Yeah, there'll be something. Yeah. And and I'm sure there are other shows out there that other people think are on that same level or they may even think it's better than The Last of Us. And hey, good on you. I, the Last of Us is just like the cream of the crop. I have been watching South Park from the start. Um all the way I was from never, the beginning. Yeah, I've I've never been super into South Park. But I went back and started... I think I've watched the first six episodes now. How many seasons is that? I'm never I'm never going to get caught up, ever. I just... This is just something that, like, occasionally I'll probably watch a few episodes here and there. Uh, I think there's 21 seasons at this point. Let me just say that... <laughs> some of it is very witty and funny. <laughs> and some of it... Obviously, because it came out in 1997, does not hold up in 2023. Sure. And I just find myself being like, ooh, <laughs> that didn't feel good to hear. <laughs> I tried to give Seinfeld a try. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it, it didn't stick. I didn't think it was bad. I, I've heard people say that you kind of got to get to season two like late season two, season three is when it kind of hits its stride. I don't know if I'm up to to treasure my way through subpar episodes to get to the good stuff. Honestly, I would, I would probably just rather watch The Office for the millionth time than do that. I didn't think it was bad. It was, I don't know. It didn't. It didn't blow me away. Yeah, I get that. I don't think the stand-up portions are very entertaining. I think I talked about this. Yeah, we're we're the, definitely having a deja vu conversation. Okay, yeah, we're not going to beat a dead horse. But yeah. I've so been, anyway, WrestleMania. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of <laughs> wrestling because there was like nothing to fill that Last of Us void, and then WrestleMania happened, and... Just kind of like riding off that high. I was like, you know, I'm going to go catch up on some of these WrestleManias that I haven't watched. The first WrestleMania that I seen that like my parents ordered for me on pay-per-view was WrestleMania 20. Damn, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wanted to start with 17. So I started with 17. I watched 17, 18, 19, and parts of 20 over the course of three days, the the Easter weekend. 
that we had a, a three day weekend. Dude, Seventeen is amazing. <laughs> I haven't watched Seventeen since watching it on pay per view. My God, the 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 TLC. I think it was TLC two. It that was, but yeah. TLC one was some. Yeah, TLC two. That was my first time. Like, I've seen the highlights. I've seen the big spots. I've never watched it like bell to bell. My God, <laughs> blew my socks right off. <laughs> blew the socks right I was, off. I was barefoot in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were some low spots though. <laughs> yeah. Um, my memory of it is, and mind you, this is twenty eighteen years ago now, something like that. Uh, my memory of it is not. <laughs> my memories of that are not very fond. I guess I should say. Maybe I have to go back and watch it. the The China and Ivory match was by. Right. That was weird. I think that was like face China. So she she was on the verge of leaving the company at that point, I think. I don't remember exactly, but um the right to censor versus the APA and Taz was eh, forgettable. And then um the hardcore match was just <laughs> what was the hardcore match? Kane, Big oh. Show, and Raven. Man, that match sounds awesome. But it, it, it was actually pretty entertaining. <laughs> but um, yeah, who T- wins that match? Does Raven? No. Um, who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Oh, because it's twenty four seven rule. It, I think I forget. It, it was like one of those things where it was like throughout the night, different people. Would get it. Okay. I want to say the hurricane, maybe. Wait, are you thinking of 18? No, it happened on 17, too, I believe. I don't remember. But I do remember at WrestleMania 18, there was multiple segments. What, so, was it? so maybe they must have did them both years. I want to say 18 was the one where Spike Dudley ran in and won during the match. I know that wasn't 17, because in 17, Spike Dudley had a spot in TLC 2. I think Spike Dudley debuts. Or, no, Rhino does, right? Yeah, they. Yeah, Rhino. Yeah, so it was like that was kind of like the addition of like TLC two was like each group had this like other person with them. The, the Hardy Boys had Lita, Edge and Christian had Rhino for some strange reason, and obviously oh, the it's Dudley because boys had Spike. it's because they it's because they trained together. Okay. Rhino, that Edge, and Christian. Yeah. That makes sense. It didn't make sense in the pairing, like on TV, but back the backstage details make it make more sense. Right, right. Um, Shane McMahon versus Mister McMahon was great. I'm I'm gonna be straight up. Vince McMahon has had very few bad matches. He can't wrestle worth a damn, but his matches are always good. But he gets it. He 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 gets it. Uh, Undertaker versus Triple H was okay. Um, I like that match. It, it wasn't memory. bad, but it wasn't their best one. That they've gone on to have better. We'll see about you, that. You, I'm gonna say you were looking at me like, eh. 
<laughs> I remember thinking very highly of that match when it happened, and then the rematches at uh, future WrestleManias did not hit that high for me. Mm-hmm. Tell me how you felt about all the Limp Biscuit stuff in that uh, WWE era. It's great. <laughs> I think wasn't it WrestleMania 18 that had like three separate performances? Oh, I don't remember at all. Um, I know they performed for Undertaker at 19, right? Yeah, I think. And then at 18, they had 18... them perform live while they did, like, while they showed the promo package for the main event. <laughs> right now, let's go. I want to say, though, I-, I think out of the three that I watched, 17 was my favorite, but 19 is probably my second favorite. 19 was really good. Let me look up the card for 19 again so I can remember. I think I have it right here. That's 18. Here's 19. Here we go. Okay, so the only problems I have with 19 are the Booker Z and Triple H match. Utterly Oh, ridiculous. wait. What did you think about um the main event then of... Uh, oh, 17? 17. Oh, perfect. The only thing is the turn, but... I think other than that... Oh, wait, yeah, no, wait. I'm sorry. You're right. I was thinking of a different... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why when you asked me a different moment popped in. (laughs) But yeah, no, that turn was weird. I I wish I was watching wrestling at the time to, like, watch it live, to, like, experience it, to see how I would have felt about the turn as it was happening, but... I don't have... Obviously, this was however many years ago almost 20 years ago at this point actually no it's over 20 years now isn't it mm-hmm. that was 2001 yep. yeah so 22 years ago <laughs> my memory is a little phase phasey on this i do remember being let down at the ending and just you know but i also was a mark so maybe it, i just I just didn't want Stone Cold to be a bad guy, a true bad guy. Didn't they undo that immediately? So no, they kept with it. And oh. then and then during the invasion angle, Austin joined the alliance of WCW and uh ECW. Hmm. And he was the main guy. So I was going to jump to um 17, but I mean 19. But 18 is weird. Not only, I I watched it live and I remember it not being great. It's like you got Stone Cold in a throwaway match with Razor Ramon, which c- compare where he was the year before. Right. I think that has more to do with the backstage of it because if I remember correctly, they offered Austin the match with Hogan and he flat out refused because of his experiences in WCW. Right. Yeah, the only <laughs> the only good thing about WrestleMania 18 is Rock versus Hogan. Really. I think that Triple H and Chris Jericho was a good match. It just it shouldn't have ended the show. It should have ended with Rock and Hogan, but Rock and Hogan still like as much as I fucking hate Hulk Hogan. That match is still like you can still get goosebumps from watching that match. Yeah, I don't know if necessarily it's a good match in terms of maneuvers. Not, yeah, not technically. But just 
just crowd reaction and their ability to ha- to manipulate the emotions of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't you can't do it any better than Hulk Hogan and Rock. But yeah, man, I was just in a WrestleMania mood. That's kind of died down now, though. I mean, what am I gonna do? Watch. 21, 22, 23. Like, I, I don't really have an urge to, to retread through that era of wrestling. I think I just kind of chose, like, those WrestleManias. Yeah, that you missed. Because, like, I know that that's good wrestling. And there is something to be said about going back and watching any show, really. Like, if you find a show that's, like, it was already on TV. It's already ran its course, the finale. Like, you could watch the whole thing and stream it, right? There's a difference there between watching it week to week because, you know, when you're watching a show, season two, season three, the ending isn't written yet. So there's like that uncertainty. You don't know where it's going. And yeah, you don't know where it's going when you're watching it and it's already all out. But you know it's already written. Like, whatever happened, it's already happened. Like, it's going to happen. Right. I don't know if I'm making any sense. I, I get like, it. Like, the stakes are lowered. Right. And, and But I think it really, like, rings true with wrestling, which is, like, it's based around these characters that you become a fan of and you grow investment in. But when you go back and you watch a different era of wrestling that you haven't experienced before, it's like whatever happens, happens. You know, if the finish isn't great, it doesn't take away from the full experience, I think, as much as someone who was in the moment watching it live. That Yeah, that's a very good point. Thank you for saying that, because I don't know if I was making any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no, there's no real... I mean, there is, but not a strong attachment to it. It's already written. So, yeah. You know. I get it. Um, I guess it's kind of the same thing with, like, reading a book twice. I've Sometimes I've read a book, like, a second time, and it's been better the second time around. Yeah, because you're picking up on more details. I guess that's a little bit different than what I was trying to get at. I get what you're saying, though. Because watching it, live you're emotionally invested and don't like you said you don't know where the story's going but you don't know what the fallout's gonna be but with watching a past event you don't you're in is basically taking yourself back to a different time period but then you can come forward back to where you are and go on with your life and you can also like people who 20 years from now go back and watch this most recent Wrestlemania if they're watching it for the first time they might feel like as saddened by Cody Rhodes losing but they know that whatever happens with his character going on it's already been written it's already happened and you can experience it immediately because it's right there to stream whereas we watched it live. Monday Night Raw hasn't happened yet. It wasn't written. SmackDown, like, they might have the plans, but we haven't experienced it. It hasn't been laid out. There's uncertainty. Yeah. 
and you gotta wait. You gotta wait the week to week. I think that's also the reason why, like, a show like The Last of Us, even though it's perfect, coming out week to week, you give that people time to breathe with the episode. They get a chance to watch it a few times before they jump to the next one. And, like, you know, you're talking about it with your friends. We're talking about it now, like, on a podcast. Like, we we talked about The Last of Us for, like, six, seven episodes straight. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we did the same thing with, with Obi-Wan. I, as much as I love streaming, I I think I prefer a show to come out week to week. But I think nowadays... It's almost a risk to come out week to week because if you're not good, people are going to fall off. Whereas if you found a show on Netflix and you watched the first few episodes, you're like, eh, it's not really good. But, you know, all the episodes are right here already. I'll keep going. I'll give it a shot. And maybe it does get good. Yeah, that's definitely the risk reward with uh, planning these streaming uh these weekly streams, I guess. It has to be a big show to pull mm-hmm. it off. And then also the quality has to match. Did I just rant? Did I just go on my first podcast rant? You were ranting. At ranting? least it wasn't like a political rant, like oh. an Alex Jones. <laughs> oh, God, no. I just watched this video where somebody took this bit that Alex Jones was talking about. They're putting chemicals in the water. <laughs> And it's like, they're putting chemicals in the water. Turn the freaking frogs gay. <laughs> and then they made like a, like a techno dubstep electronic song with it. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you understand me? Damn, Let me say it slow. Gay frogs. <laughs> I'm going to send it to you after this. Jesus it's Christ. the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen. Okay, maybe not ever, but it is damn funny. Damn, man. So you haven't been playing any video games? I play, I've play. i been playing Persona 5 a little bit. Uh, it's one of the games that I'm trying to beat this year. It's 100 hours long, so I don't know if, I don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll try. Damn. Uh, I started Katamari Damashi Reroll. I've never been big into those games. Like when they were popular in the mid two thousands, a lot of my little dorky high school friends were all about it. And I just never got the appeal really. But <laughs> Cause you know, I was a serious gamer. Uh, but now that I'm older and, and I just want to have fun, I've, I've played a few, I've played it a few times. I've watched, my girlfriend play it a lot. It's just wacky and absurd, and it's good. You know uh, what? You know what? My but guilt. it's not gripping me though. Oh, that's the only thing. Because you just you know, Tears of the Kingdom is right around the corner. You... I th- I think subconsciously I'm just <laughs> I'm trying not to get invested in something else. And then you got to put it to the side. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I gotta say, whenever I want to play. Like play a game that's like goofy or kitty. Like my guilty pleasure video games are the Lego video games. 
I keep seeing the one is on sale. The I, the Skywalker Saga one. Yeah, I gotta get that. I, I really want to play that. I really loved the um, Lego City Undercover. Oh yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, before. that one was really, really good. Yeah, I, I really, I, I loved all the Star Wars ones growing up. Uh, I played one of the Marvel ones. I think I, I haven't played a ton of them, but, but they're a jolly good time. Just a jolly good time. Just, just a jolly good time. <laughs> I did. Um, I did charge my switch, but I haven't. I haven't turned it on since. I'm sorry. Yeah, I keep bring. I I've been you lately. I I keep bringing my switch to work, and I charge it, and I don't play anything. I just when I go on break, I just sit in the break room and watch videos on my phone. Yeah, I've been I've been death scrolling too. <laughs> Doom scrolling, brother. Yeah, yeah. Back to WrestleManias. Okay. I do remember WrestleMania 19 being one of my favorite ones. Very good. The big the big matches all deliver minus the ending of Triple H and Booker T. But I don't Aust- really necessarily dislike Triple H winning. I just I don't like it taking 45 seconds or however long it was for him to cover Booker T. Yeah, didn't like that. I I do sort of have a problem with Triple H winning only because the story going into the match was very questionable. Was yeah. was very questionable and like, yeah, you're right. I I was neglecting the story going in. That story, I'll let you tell it. But yeah, you're, yeah. <laughs> basically, well, basically Booker T, Booker T wins. Okay, so this is actually a very good story. So The Rock is on Raw, and he is Mister Hollywood. He's a big deal. He just thinks he's going to roll over this entire roster, go to WrestleMania, win the title, and then leave and go to Hollywood. He's in a battle royal to determine the number one contender. He is one of the last two and loses to Booker T. Hell which, yeah, dude. The pop for it is awesome. I love... I've watched it like multiple times just because I love the reaction that happens. Booker T wins. He's the number one contender. Booker T is a former five-time WCW World Heavyweight Champion, which, like, behind the scenes, it can be viewed as a joke because WCW was so bad in the late years. However, you don't... What what ends up happening is Triple H brings this backstage mentality of WCW being horrible and everyone who was a part of it in the last few years before it, it, you know, closed its doors, being a joke, out in front of the audience and just publicly says, yeah, you were a five-time champion, but you were a fucking joke. You're a loser. You're not a champion like I am. And then he also says, you know, people like me are world champion material, and people like you are not. And, like... It's a white man saying this to a black man. <laughs> so, like, you people is not the correct term yeah, it's a foul. to ever say. It's a foul. <laughs> so the whole story going into it is Booker T. Triple H does not think that Booker T is on his level. Be- <laughs> partly because he was in WCW and partly because he's black. 
The story was ripe for Booker T to just win the title from It's him. the only just logical to say, ending. Just to say, like, hey, I'm worthy of this title, and I can beat you on a night. Mm. On any given night, I can beat you. And instead, they have Triple H hit a clean pedigree and take a minute, 45 seconds to a minute to go over there and pin him one, two, three. It's, it's the goddamn worst. It is. Other than that, though, the match is good. Yeah, so. the, yeah, the match was decent. This was also kind of the the beginning of um, Ric Flair kind of tutoring Triple H. Yeah, which would eventually lead to Evolution. Um, There's that. Austin Austin Rock Three is really great, of course. Booker, or sorry, uh, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar is awesome. Hogan and Vince McMahon is good. <laughs> There's like a cruiserweight match. Yeah, Matt Hardy and Rey Mysterio. I remember that being good. Yeah, but wrong guy won. Who won? Matt Hardy? Yeah. Yeah. Surprise roll up. Uh, There's a triple threat tag team match that's very good. Yeah, it's uh, World's Greatest Tag Team, APA, and somebody else. No, 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 no. World's Greatest Tag Team, Los Guerreros, and Rhino, and a man we will not mention. <laughs> And he who must not be named. There were two. There were two six man, uh, or there were two tag team matches. I think you might be confusing with twenty, because twenty had the two fatal four way tag team matches. I think that's another reason why I like nineteen because it's it doesn't have as many matches as some of the other WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. One of them definitely had two. I get yeah, it might have been WrestleMania twenty. Yeah, that tag team match wasn't bad. I think the. I think the world's greatest tag team won, right? Yeah, yeah, because they're they're part of Team Angle, right? Yeah, because yeah, because on this poster I'm looking at, they got they got Kurt Angle posing with with the world's greatest tag team and posing with the Rock for their title match. That's weird. Yeah, where they wasn't that many matches. The Undertaker match was weird. Yeah, I didn't like that match. The Triple Threat. Uh, women's title match is good. Victoria, Trish, and uh, Jazz. And then, obviously, uh, Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels is probably the match of the night. Oh, somebody put up here what their, what their rebooking of WrestleMania 19 would have been. They put Hogan versus Stone Cold. The Rock versus Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho versus The Undertaker, Triple H versus Goldberg, a Money in the Bank ladder match with John Cena, RVD, Booker T, Matt Hardy, Christian, and He Who Shall Not Be Named, and uh, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. Man, come on. Goldberg debuts the night after. You know, I was like, when my parents did watch wrestling when I was a kid, we watched Nitro. <laughs> That's so funny. So I was a Goldberg stan growing up. Like, he was the shit. I thought he was the best wrestler ever. And really partly the reason why I came back around to wrestling when I was, you know, a, a teenager was because Goldberg debuted in WWE. It was shortly after WrestleMania 19. I think it was Unforgiven 2003 when 
um, was the first pay-per-view I had seen with Goldberg winning the World Heavyweight Championship. But, uh... (laughs) 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 And nowadays, (laughs) he just needs to stay his ass home. (laughs) Don't nobody want to see Goldberg wrestle no more. (laughs) Don't want to see it. And now he's like, uh, I've seen online that he's like upset because Vince McMahon promised him a retirement match after he did the Roman Reigns program, which they were supposed to do, and it ended up being Braun Strowman instead. And he's like, I've never been given such opportunity since then. So now there's like rumors of him going on like a world retirement tour of some sorts. Dog. Or maybe even man. popping up in AEW. It's like, just stop, man. If he would have just come, came back the one time, beat Brock at that Survivor Series, and then never showed up again, and maybe went into the Hall of Fame the next year, would have been fine. Like, hey, I you, think you, I think you have to have that rematch where Brock wins, though. But even then, he could have just stayed retired after that. Because that match wasn't necessarily terrible. I mean, it's not like it's not technically great, but it's it gets a good reaction. Yeah, I think people were more so upset about the rematch at WrestleMania because it was for the Universal Title, and it, they were given that Universal Title match over what was the better program with uh, Jericho and KO. Yeah, I mean that's a WWE thing to do, though. So. Got to give it to the stars, man. Yeah, I guess so. You think Kevin Owens is a star? Yes, I do, actually. Compared to Goldberg? (laughs) (laughs) Compared to Big Daddy Bill? (laughs) (laughs) Huh? You think he's he's a bigger star than Billy? The guy has to get escorted from his own locker room. (laughs) You think Billy Gold... (laughs) <laughs> is a is a lesser star than chubby KO? Huh? <laughs> T-shirt short wearing KO. Anything else been going on? Just waiting 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 for Tears of the Kingdom. Just patiently. <laughs> You're like the other day you said I was the meme of like the guy just standing around looking lonely <laughs> after the last of us. <laughs> now that's you. You're standing around waiting. <laughs> Did I, the did I tell you that I managed to snag a second collector's edition? Oh shit, a second one. So I was I was just kind of like at work and the notification went off and I was like, let's see if I can get it. Because I'd already gotten the one from Walmart. And I just happened to get it. So I'm gonna sell it to my friend Crystal. Nice. And uh and then I like deleted the alert because I don't want to get sucked into a wormhole where I'm I'm just buying these collector's editions and selling them. Start, for... start thinking about getting a second income off of this. <laughs> if there's one thing I don't like in this world, it's hustle culture, and I will not be sucked into. <laughs> My problem is the people that do it just annoy me so much. Like, you mean, hey, man, you mean, you mean why don't like you, like, go to a garage resellers? sale? Why don't you go to a garage sale and, like, fucking... Buy a bunch of cups and sell them for $80, huh? Do you ever see 
like the videos on Instagram where it's like, I'm going to show you how to set up your fully automated Amazon store where you can make $100,000 a year. It's yeah, like, yeah. all you got to do is find this item that's selling the most on Amazon. And then you find the wholesaler and they're selling it for this price, but you can sell it for that price. And the good thing is Amazon will directly ship from them. So you don't have to do anything. And it's like, it's not that easy, bro. It can't be that easy. There's no way. I think my problem with it is I am a collector and I just hate that people are using this thing that I love. Like I genuinely want to buy video retro video games to have them. I'm not trying to resell to them for double. To hold. Yeah, to cherish and hold to 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 the day I die. To death do his um, part. To death do his part. Get a pry it out of my dead cold hand. I'm getting a second plot with all of my video games in a coffin. You just get buried with all of your <laughs> your limited edition Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, I get a second plot, and then I put a big crate of all my collectibles in that. I just bury them. And then I also attach bombs to the crate. I'm like, anybody tries to get in there, you're getting blowed up. So anyway, I just don't like that people are trying to make a profit off this thing that I, I just genuinely want a video game. I just want to play it. I'm not trying to spend 100 Sixty dollars on something that's yeah. like twenty years old. Yeah. Stop. Stop ruining my experience. I'm playing retro games because they're supposed to be cheap. It's un. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the people that are involved in hustle in hustle culture just annoy me so much, and I just don't like it. So I I deleted my. My uh, alerts for the collector's edition, and I'll have my one. I'll sell the other one, and I'll be fine. I'm selling it for exactly what I paid for it because I think it's bullshit to, to be like, "Hey, I was lucky enough to get it. You want to buy it for three times the amount?" That's fair. You're a fair guy, Justin. Unbelievable. These people, they stink. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> you know what is a good part of that clip, too? Is they actually animate the mouth yeah. of the, the fish that says it. And he's so far in the background. So it's just, if you if you aren't looking, you have no idea where this voice is coming from. But if you actually look, they took the time to make sure... That there is an animated fish mouthing this. My favorite SpongeBob moment or scene is when <laughs> those guys keep jumping that old man because they think he's doing something. And the old man's just like, I love the young people. <laughs> and they're just like, How many times do we have to keep teaching you this yeah, lesson, old man? I think the best part of SpongeBob is. A lot of the times it's the background characters because they'll just say something completely yeah. silly and <laughs> just kind of is like I said, it's just silly and it, it makes you laugh. It's the same thing with the Simpsons, like older Simpsons. A lot of the background characters just have these zingers that come out of nowhere and 
I had a I had a pal I used to work with. I would just randomly look at and say, <laughs> "I thought I was the real <laughs> Dirty Dan." <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Who the is real, the dirty, real Dan. dirty Dan. We'll never know. <laughs> the world. Neither will never of us are named Dan, <laughs> so it might not be us. <laughs> I've only met a handful of Dans in my life. Mm. Yeah, I think I've only met like four Dans, and I think I only like two of them. Fuck a Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Dan. Yeah, come to think of it, I never met a Dan I like either. (sighs) Sorry, Dans, but you ain't the man, I'll tell you that. I did have another topic, but I think I'll save it for next episode, because I think it'll be a lengthy topic. I love when you lean back and all of you goes blurry. <laughs> yep, see, right there. <laughs> just blurry arms waving. Hell yeah, I do. It's like those floaty... Uh, what are those things called? Um, wacky inflatable arm... <laughs> inflatable arm flailing two men? Hold on, let's look at... Let's I do remember this. one Halloween I wanted... Right to make a costume of that and uh i never end up do- I, I didn't end up doing it but then i saw on reddit or something somebody made it and it was so much better than the idea that i had that i just <laughs> gave up on the idea like i'll never do this idea as much justice as this guy did so the wacky waving inflatable tube man was actually originally called The Tall Boy, (laughs) also known as Sky Dancer, Air Dancer, Inflatable Man. How do wacky inflatable tube men work? The the collapsing material creates a kink in the tube, a contradiction, a constriction, I'm sorry, a constriction that causes the airspeed to temporarily slow and the pressure to rise again. The elevated pressure drives the bend upward. Sending a shimmy through the air dancer and restarting the cycle. Fucking science. Fucking magnets. How do they work? (laughs) That's an ICP quote. So anyway, with that, (laughs) I think we're done here. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for listening to us ramble for an hour and and a half. For however long this episode is going to be. I hope you enjoyed it. I honestly don't even remember everything that we talked about because we talked about so many different things. So anyway, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have social media. You can find us at Nerds Collide Pod, Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok. Yes. So Wait, what? Oh, it just always tickles me at the end of every episode. We're like, we have social media. We need to get better at using we do. it. We'll do it. We will. Stop we will. rushing us. <laughs> and uh, just remember, the term nerd is rated E for everyone. Find your passion, embrace it, ramble with your friends. Be the nerd that you are. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.